Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Charges against me have been dropped and we have been declared clear of all charges. Come on, somebody say yes. Come on, doesn't that feel good? Man, you know, you got all these charges against you and you stand before the judge, amen. And he says, you know what? Your charges have been dropped. Someone paid your bill. Come on, you don't owe nothing. You're free to go. Hallelujah. That's what took place for you and I, amen. Our charges have been dropped. So it is a good Friday. Hallelujah. Listen, without Friday, like I said, there is no resurrection Sunday. And without Friday, we still be lost in our sins. Come on, Friday had to happen for Sunday to come. Tell your neighbors, Sunday's coming. Hallelujah. So we just celebrated Palm Sunday, amen. The, we, 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 we went through the story where the town was celebrating a great party for Jesus. It was shouting and, and praising his name and, and singing Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. I mean, they were throwing palm branches. People were taking off clothes, throwing clothes on the road that he rode on uh, into town on the donkey, giving him the biggest parade that that town had ever seen. But here on Friday, somebody say Friday. Friday. It's a different scene. Took place a few days ago. And today I want to minister a message entitled, It is Finished. Tell your neighbor, it is finished. Come on. So let's look at Good Friday tonight. On Friday, we know that Jesus has already been betrayed. Amen. Judas agrees to turn in Jesus for 30. Somebody say 30. 30 pieces of silver. Amen. That's all he got for Jesus. In Luke chapter 22, 5 through 6, it says this, And they were delighted, and they promised to give him, Judas, speaking of Judas, money, a money bag. Amen. So he agreed and began looking for an opportunity to portray Jesus so that they can arrest him when the crowds weren't around. Come on, they already had the Last Supper, amen, which was yesterday on Thursday night, amen. They they had a, the cup, they had the bread, amen, as Jesus told them to do this in remembrance. Peter tells Jesus that night, I am willing to go to prison for you. I'm even willing to die for you, Jesus. And this is what Jesus tells him in Luke chapter 22, 31 to 34, it says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to, shi- uh, to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you. Come on, tell your neighbor, God has prayed for you. I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. When you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. But he replied, Lord, I'm willing to go to prison and to death. And Jesus answered, I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times that you never knew me. See, not only 
here that Jesus, you know, uh, not only does Peter says, you're going to deny me, not once, not twice, but three times, but he also knew, how many know that God knows everything? <laughs> he also knew that Jesus or Peter would get right, and that's why he told him, when you have turned back, tell your neighbor, turn back. Come on, when you have turned back, see, he's going to deny him. He's, he's, he's going to go through a season in his life, amen, because he's going to remember the words that, that Jesus spoke to him, amen. And so when he got right, when he got his things together, when he got his act back and said, what have I done? When he says, when you get right, strengthen your brothers. That's what it said right there in Luke chapter 22. He says, when you... Get back. When you turn back, strengthen your brothers. He knew that Peter was coming back. He knew that he was going to deny him, but he also knew that he'll come back to him. And he says, when you do, Peter, strengthen your brothers. See, Jesus already knew that the time had come. And so he takes three disciples with him to go pray. And he stops at the Garden of Gethsemane, the Mount of Olives, to pray to the Father. And in Luke chapter 22... 41 to 42 records. This thing's kind of cutting off here. Can you kind of fix it a little bit? Away about a stone's throne. And he knelt down and prayed, Father, if you're willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want to do your will to be not mine. Can I something? We should be stopping at the Garden of Gethsemane each and every day. Come on. We, say I, we need to pray that same prayer before we start our day. Not my will. Somebody say that. Not my will, but thy will be done. Come on. This is something that you and I should pray when we get up. It should be part of our prayer. It's part of the Lord's prayer, amen, that he said this is how you ought to pray when he told the disciples. So we need to wake up in the morning and say, you know what, God, I, I don't want my will to be done. I, I want your will to be done, amen. And when you start to pray that, then the Holy Spirit comes and gives you the strength to fulfill God's will. Can somebody say amen? Listen, prayer will always line you up to the, the Father's will. When you start to pray, it lines you up to the Father. Amen? That's why Jesus told them in Luke chapter 22, verse 40, on reaching the place, he said to them, pray that you don't fall into temptation. Right? The spirit is willing, but the what? The flesh, this stupid flesh, hallelujah, is weak. Come on, how many can say amen to that? Come on, we all deal with this flesh, amen. We don't want to get up. We don't want to pray. We don't want to read. We don't want to even come to service sometimes, amen. And so the flesh is weak, amen. So the spirit is willing. The spirit says, come on, let's go to Good Friday service. But the flesh says, it's been a long week, amen. Can't we just stay home and watch it online? Sorry, online people. If you're out of state, God bless you. If you're living here, you should be here. Hallelujah. Now, was Jesus trying to get out from going to the cross? No. Come on, but let me tell you, there's nothing wrong with you telling the Father how you feel. Come on, how many go through seasons? And sometimes you can tell the Father what you're going through. You can 
can be even angry and say, this is how I'm feeling. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling confused. I'm feeling uh, frustrated. Whatever it is, you can tell the Father how you feel. See, Jesus, the man, is here. This is Jesus, the man. And he was telling the Father how he felt. Amen. He knew it was going to hurt. Come on, he knew that it was going to be painful. <coughs> he wasn't saying, he was saying, if there is another way, then take this cup of suffering away from me. But then he goes, not my will, but thy will be done. God, I'm not trying to get away from me. How many know that sometimes we want an easy walk with, in Christianity, right? Come on, God, I just want you to line this up. Amen. I'll give my life to you. Give me a job. Give me a, give me a spouse. Give me a house. And, and, that, and, I'll, and that'll be it. I'll, I'll, I'll walk. But it's, no, it's, it doesn't happen that way. Come on, we got to give our lives and we're going to have to go through some things. And the things that we got to deal with is with this flesh. It has to die. Can somebody say Amen. Come on, we have to submit to the Father, not my will, but thy will be done. Can I let you in on a little something here? The cup was not the only agony of the cross. Listen, church, it was about being totally separated from God that he would have to experience in order, listen, to die for the sins of the world. At that time when he died, he had to separate from the Father for the, you know, this is something that he's going to experience. So he says, man, not only am I going to feel the pain, but I'm going to feel the separation of the Father. I'm not going to feel him. It's going to be a very dark time in my life. See, sin separates us from God. Jesus was talking about taking on the sins of the world. And at, the, at that time, and the first time only, Jesus was going to be separated from the Father. That's why he cried out in Matthew chapter 27, 46, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You see, it's the early hours of Friday. Come on. Jesus is betrayed and Jesus is arrested. In Luke 22, 47 to 48, it says this, but even as Jesus said this, a crowd approached, led by Judas, one of the twelve disciples. And Judas walked over to Jesus to greet him with a kiss. But Jesus said, Judas, would you portray the Son of Man with a kiss? And at that moment, they arrested Jesus. Amen. In Luke chapter twenty-two, fifty-four, 54, after seizing him, they led him away. And took him into the house of the high priest, and Peter followed at a distance. Amen. Come on. Then the denial of Jesus takes place. A girl notices Peter and says, this man is one of Jesus' followers. And Peter says, I don't even know him. And someone else says the same thing. And then Peter gets mad and says, I am not one of them. And in Luke chapter 22, 59 to 61, and this is the third denial. About an hour later, someone else insisted, this must be one of them. But Peter said, man, I don't even know what you're talking about. I like the way he's talking there, right? Man, I don't even know what you're talking about. And immediately, while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. 
And at that moment, the Lord turned and looked at Peter. And suddenly the Lord's words flashed through Peter's mind. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny me three times that you even know me. Jesus is condemned. This is around 8 o'clock in the morning on Friday. They take him before the religious council to condemn him. And he stands before Pilate. And Pilate doesn't find anything wrong with Jesus. And he sends Jesus to Herod, saying he's under his jurisdiction. Let him deal with it. Herod sends Jesus back to Pilate. And Pilate says, I'll have him whipped, and then I'll release him. And the crowd wants Jesus dead. And they started to shout out, crucify, crucify, crucify. Come on, this is the same crowd that a few days earlier were saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. And so to prevent a a riot from starting, Pilate sends Jesus to death. Instead of doing the right thing, he allowed the pressures of the crowd for him to do the wrong thing. Listen, church, don't allow young people here, old, doesn't matter, don't allow the pressures of the world to force you to do the wrong thing. How many know that friends, bad crowds can force you to do the wrong thing. Don't allow those pressures. When you know what's right, do the right thing. Tell your neighbor, do the right thing. Come on. Come on. If you do the right thing, you'll keep on smiling. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Come on. Matthew chapter 27, verse 24. Amen. It says this. Pilate saw that he was getting, wasn't getting anywhere with, uh, with the crowd and, the, and that a riot was developing. So he sent for a bowl of water, and he washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. The responsibility is yours. So he throws it back to the crowd, amen. He says, you know what? I find nothing wrong with him. I'm going to wash my hands of this, amen. I'm going to do what you want me to do, amen. But it's your responsibility. So he really took the chicken way out, but he threw it back at them, amen. Like a, It's like... Like him saying, well, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm very sorry, Jesus. I, I, I couldn't help myself. As you know, my, my hands are tied here. I'm, I'm forced into it. So you know what, I'm going to have to kill you. So I'm sorry. It's like us telling God, amen. Everyone else was doing it. Come on, I, I know it was wrong, but I didn't want to cause a scene. So I sinned. Hello. So here. Like I said, at 8 a.m., Pilate sends Jesus, an innocent man, to death. That was Friday. Amen. Jesus was placed on the cross, just like this cross that we see here. After being whipped, after being beaten, after being mocked, spit upon, and then they nail him to the cross. These three nails you see here, amen, and they're kind of symbolic of what's here, but these three nails here that you see were driven through his flesh, through his hands and feet on that cross. Jesus is placed between 
two criminals. Jesus is convicted, listen, for a crime that he did not commit. He was framed. Somebody say he was framed. Jesus hung. He hung on that cross, amen, as religious leaders and soldiers continued to mock him. Every, even one of the criminals that were, were, were on the cross had something to say to Jesus. And it says in Luke chapter 23, 39 to 43, it records this, that one of the criminals hanging beside him mocked and says, so you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us too while you're at it. But the other criminal protested. He says, don't you fear God? Even when you have, when, even when you have been sentenced to death, we deserve to die for our crimes, but this man has done nothing or anything wrong. And then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, I assure you today that you'll be with me in paradise. I mean, even when he's dying, he's still saving. Hallelujah. He reaches out and says, you know what? Today, today you'll be in paradise. About noon that day, darkness fell on the earth for three hours. And the Bible said that the earth shook and Jesus breathed his last breath around 3 p.m. that day. And in Luke chapter 23, 44 says, By this time it was about noon and darkness fell across the whole land until 3 o'clock. In Luke 46 of 23, uh, Luke 23, 46 says this, and when Jesus cried out with a loud voice, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last breath. Jesus died on Friday. Jesus died for the sins of mankind on Friday. Jesus Witness a brutal death and, and suffered a brutal death on Friday. But Sunday is coming. I said Sunday is coming. Amen. Hallelujah. Tonight, we want to partake in communion. And as we go back to the Last Supper in Luke 22, he tells his disciples, do this often. In remembrance. And tonight as disciples, we want to do this in remembrance. So you guys can go get the cups and the bread right now and just get ready. Oh, that's already here? Okay. Then we'll okay. We're good right now. It says in Luke chapter 22, 14, 17, it says, When the time came, Jesus and the apostles sat down together at the I have been eager to eat this Passover meal with you before my suffering begins. I tell you now, I won't eat this meal again until its meaning is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. In verse 18 through 20, it says, Then he took the cup and he gave thanks. And he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took the bread and he gave thanks and broke it. And he gave it to them saying, this is my body, 
which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, which was shed for you. Amen. The Passover meal here was the last supper in remembrance. In remembrance when Israel was delivered from Egypt. In remembrance when they put the blood of the lamb on the, on the door frames. Come on, that their firstborn sons were saved from the angel of death. Amen. The blood on the doorpost during the Passover now symbolizes that death does not have final word over us. Come on. Come on. He took back the keys to hell, death, and the grave, church. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Death has no hold, has nothing. The death has no hold on us, church, because what Jesus did on the cross. Now, this event overshadowed Jesus' work on the cross as a spotless lamb of God. His blood would be spilled in order to save his people from the penalty of death by sin. During the Passover meal here with the disciples, the bread and cup actually become Christ's body and blood. The Lord's Last Supper is in remembrance of Jesus' death on the cross for our sins. Somebody say, my sins. When we take part of it or partake in communion, show our deep gratitude, our respect, our reverence towards God, uh, Christ's work on our behalf. And with that, our faith, somebody say faith. Faith is strengthened. Each time we partake, each time we do this in remembrance, our faith gets strengthened, church, because we're reminded of what Christ has done for us. We're, we're reminded of the brutal death. We're reminded of the suffering that he did for us. We're reminded that by his stripes we're healed. Hallelujah. We're reminded by all that, amen, that we are set free by the blood of Jesus. So our faith gets strengthened. When Jesus asked his disciples the broken bread to remember him. He wanted them to remember his sacrifice. He wanted them to remember his forgiveness of sins. But also, listen, his friendship. To enjoy through the work of the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, God agreed to forgive people's sin through animal sacrifice. The covenant between God and his people were sealed with the blood of, of animals. Amen. As you read that in Exodus 24, 8, amen. But understand that animal blood did, it, uh, did not in itself remove sin. Listen, only God can remove sin. God can forgive sin, amen. So animal sacrifices had to be repeated day after day, year after year. But Jesus came and instituted a new covenant, amen, that Jesus would die in the place of sinners as a final sacrifice once and for all. Hallelujah. Come on. He came to pay the price. No longer did we have to go through the rituals, amen, of getting our sins forgiven. Jesus did it once and for all. Unlike the blood of animals, his blood Come on, somebody say the blood of Jesus. His blood, amen, come on, would remove the sins of all who put their faith in him. When you put your faith in Christ, when you believe in Christ, amen, then you put your faith in him, he removes the sins. Jesus' sacrifice would never have to be repeated again and again. 
It was good for all eternity. It still works today in 2022 and beyond, church. Come on. The blood is reaching out, amen, and it's still delivering. It's still saving. It's still healing. It's still setting people free today. Hebrews chapter 9, 23 to 28 says this. That's why the tabernacle and everything in it were copies of things in heaven. Had to be purified by the blood of animals. But the real things in heaven had to be purified far more better with far more better sacrifices than the blood of animals. For Christ did not enter into the holy place made with human hands, which are only a copy of the true one in heaven. He entered into heaven itself to appear now and before God on our behalf. And he did not enter heaven to offer himself again and again, amen, like the high priests here on earth who enter the most holy place year after year with the blood of animal. If it had been necessary, Christ would have to die again and again ever since the world began. But now and for one for once, for all time, he has appeared at the end of the age to remove sin by his own death as a sacrifice. And just as each person is destined to die once, and after that comes judgment, so also Christ offers once for all time as a sacrifice to take away the sins of many people. He will come again not to deal with our sins, but bring salvation to all who are eagerly waiting for him. John Baptist calls Jesus in John chapter 129 the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Hallelujah. Tonight, we do this in remembrance. We want to partake, amen, in what he's done on the cross for us. His last words on Friday before he passed said, it is finished. Say that with me. It is finished. Come on. It is finished. Three words is all you and I need three words, one cross plus three nails equals forgiven. Hallelujah. Come on, one cross, three nails, forgiven. Come on, we are forgiven, church. And that was it. We don't have to do anything else. Christ did it all. Come on, there is no other sacrifice. There's nothing else that you need to do. There's nothing that, you know, I got to do this and do that and, and do, a, uh, you know, this many things there and this many things here to get in. No, Christ already paid the price once and for all, church. It is finished. Come on, when you're going through the struggle, it is finished. When you're having that hard time, it is finished. What do I have to do? It is finished. He already did it, amen. All you got to do is believe. All you got to do is accept, amen. All you got to do is ask Jesus Christ into your life, and all your sins will be forgiven. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's all stand up for a moment, amen.